Hi, I'm Emily. I'm Kat. And we're Sorting Hat Chats. Today, we are sorting the untamed. Our primary canon is going to be the show, but as someone who's also read the novel and who loves it a lot, we're going to be talking about that too. And also here with us today to chat about sorting is my wife. Hi, I'm Jules. I have been so excited to talk to you about these sortings. We haven't been able to talk about it for months, and it's been killing me. Yeah, right? Emily and I have been trying to not talk to each other too much about it, but like we definitely just done <laughs> talking. <laughs> we couldn't help it. I've just had no one to talk to about it. I've just been running around in circles with all of these emotions, and I'm just, I'm so pent up, and I just drank coffee, so this is going to be a fun ride. So, now that we get the chance to talk to each other, finally, about this crazy set of kids, let's talk about Wei Wuxian. Gryffindor primary. Yes, yes. Gryffindor yes. primary. Yes. It's so <laughs> hardcore. So much. I love him so much for it. And his secondary, um, I think, is a Slytherin secondary, but I could be argued into Gryffindor. I think he's a Hufflepuff secondary. I don't know. One of the things that means Slytherin secondary to me is he doesn't want to talk to people about stuff. Like when he loses his golden core, he just talks around everything and it feels very adaptive, very like, no, it's fine. Um, we're just not going to talk about that. And I'm just going to manipulate this situation. I think he has a Slytherin secondary model. Yeah. Why do you think he has a Hufflepuff secondary? Because he works so hard. He works so, so hard. Like when like he's solving the golden pro problem, he just reads every single medical book. And if you look at him with his talismans and all the talismans he set up, and like when we see Wen Ning and he's trying to like fix Wen Ning, and Wen Ning is covered in talismans, and every single one of those talismans is Wei Wuxian's own blood that he drew. Um, but one of the things that Wei Wuxian gets in trouble for is specifically not being hardworking. Although I guess that's only if he doesn't feel like it's worth it. Yeah, but when when it's worth it, he works really, really hard at it. And people look at him and think he's not a hard worker, but he works really hard at things. And we've also got all the confusion coming from, like, his toxic family dynamics. Like, if he's got a Slytherin secondary model, it's definitely to deal with Madame Yu. And it is true that he kind of grows a family. Like, we were talking about, like, last episode in Howl's Moving Castle, like, um, Sophie, we thought, has a Gryffindor secondary and not a Hufflepuff secondary because she gets an army, not a family. And it's true that Wei Wuxiang gets a family more than an army. With the Wens, with folks like Mian Man, he does work and he shows up and it makes people, the people who notice, think he's a good person. Oh, that's true. And that happens with uh, Wen Qing too. Um, Wei Wuxiang like shows up for her. Like she, she goes to him and she asks him for help and he's like, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. And even before that, like the first time with the, the water uh, ghosts in the lake, um, when he figures out that, you know, Wen Ning's had, you know, this, this spiritual trauma before, he shows up with something that he's made, um, a protective um, amulet for Wen Ning. And I think it's one of the first times Wen Qing really goes, oh, you know, you're, you're a good kind of person. That's true. Okay, you have me convinced. Hufflepuff secondary. Yeah. I love it. Hufflepuff secondary. And I love his Slytherin secondary model it's really interesting and it makes so much sense where it's come from and why he has to have it and why it confuses so many people about who he is so i think a lot of people think wei wuxian is a slytherin slytherin like like in the story itself you know they look at him and they think ambition they think power they think 
you know, these strong pointed loyalties, which amusingly he doesn't have. No, he really doesn't. You know, he's doing these things because he's a good person, but it gets sold as sort of this Slytherin primary idea. And then I also think he's a Slytherin secondary and just none of those things are true. He's a Griffin puff. So one of our friends um, has floated the idea that he is a Hufflepuff primary. So can we talk about why we don't think that? He repeatedly says that you need to do what you feel is right and you can't let other people tell you what right and wrong is. You need to feel it for yourself. Yeah, there's that great conversation in the burial mounds when Long Wanji comes to visit. And as they're leaving, Wei Wuxian has this speech to Long Wanji, which is... You know, you have to listen to yourself. You cannot take moral guidance from things outside of yourself. You got to listen to your heart. You got to stand by it. You got to not think about what things cost. You know, you just have to have to do the right thing. He's a really internal primary, but definitely a Gryffindor and not a Slytherin. But this very, very internal primary. If you have to get your your morality from inside yourself, without sort of outside influence. And I think also, um, I read some really great meta, I don't remember who posted it, um, talking about how much he took the uh, Zhang family, like motto to heart, the like attempt the impossible, and how that was so rooted in a lot of what he does. And um, that was one of the things that originally made me think or like, that's one of the things that makes Hufflepuff primary at all plausible is because it feels like he has kind of adopted that from his community but i think he just has made it a core part of his gryffindor primary as opposed to it as opposed to his values changing when his community changes yeah and it's like he's also getting quite a bit of community from his hufflepuff secondary yeah i think some of the things that sort of feel hufflepuff from him for him are actually coming from the secondary you know all the community-based stuff but yeah but even even taking in that the jong family motto it still feels like it's coming internally from his own, you know, gut and his own, you know, sense of right and wrong. He, he works, he meshes well with the Zhang family motto. It's one of the reasons why Zhang Fengmian uh, favors him in the way he does. But I think in some ways it's something that, that comes naturally from Wei Wuxian and who he is, as opposed to something that he, he learned. Seeing him as a Hufflepuff secondary makes me especially appreciate the first um, encounter with Lan Wangji, where they're fighting, and Lan Wangji was just like, what? No, how are you a good fighter? And he's totally <laughs> thrown off. And I think that is, that goes into that, that trope of the Hufflepuff secondary who only works where they think it's you know worthwhile and not just what people tell them to work on. And I think it also ties in pretty well with his, um, his Slytherin secondary model, because it's Hufflepuff secondaries are so easy easy to um, underestimate. Their their types of power are often not noticed until specific moments. Um, and I think a lot of the people who look at Wei Wuxian and fear him are the ones who are thinking he's a real Slytherin secondary. And a lot of people who look at Wei Wuxian and underestimate him are the ones that understand that he isn't. And then people who know him look at him and go, oh my god, it's a Hufflepuff secondary hide in the hills. But uh, <laughs> they're a smaller group. Yeah, much smaller. Um, Ni Hussein is probably in that group. Yes. Um, I suspect Ni Hussein knows what Wei Wuxian sorting is. That sounds right. <laughs> oh, I love him. Right? I, he might be my favorite character. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that's really interesting to me about 
Wei Wuxian's internal primary, um, being a Gryffindor, is I think Long Wanji is also an extremely strong internal primary. I think it's one of the places they meet. Okay, so this this is something that I've been struggling with um, mm -hmm. because I think Long Wanji is a Ravenclaw primary who adopts a Slytherin kind of prioritization into his system, but is at the end of the day still a Ravenclaw primary. I, I think he's a Slytherin primary with a Ravenclaw primary model that he sets on fire when Wei Wuxian comes back to life. <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, he's been told his whole life, like, you need to follow the rules. You need to follow the rules. You, how you become a good person is you follow the rules, and if you don't follow the rules, you will be punished and you will suffer. But I think he's a Slytherin primary, and that he's trying really hard to follow this Ravenclaw primary model. See, to me, it I see him looking at his system and changing it to accommodate his prioritization of Wei Wuxian. Like, he still has to make it consistent. Like, we see that when he, you know, goes to Lan, uh, Lan Zichen and is just like, hey, is are these rules real like how do we how do we know these things um and to me that says he's trying to reconcile it with the system and changes his system to have Wei Wuxian as a really core component of that system as opposed to getting rid of all of his rules in exchange for embracing a Slytherin primary I think he was trying to reconcile there he was trying to figure out okay I have this um, Ravenclaw primary model. It's really important to me. I was raised in it. And it's the first time he really has doubts about it. He looks and goes, okay, wait, you do the right things and then bad stuff still happens to you. And he has this doubt and he goes to his brother. But I don't really see the end result of that reconciliation with him coming out with another system. In the, the last half of the show, he seems like his only real moral priority is Wei Wuxian. Like, I don't see other aspects of the Ravenclaw hanging around. But the Slytherin is, like, the only thing left. He doesn't care about the rules. Um, he doesn't care about really a lot of moral things other than Wei Wuxian is okay. One of the places that makes me think he's a Slytherin primary and not a Ravenclaw is when he's talking with um, Lan Chen, who I do think is a Ravenclaw primary. Um, which works very well in the lawn sack. That's so funny, because um, I thought he was a Slytherin primary. Oh, that's so fun! But the bit where they're talking in the Forbidden Music Library mm -hmm. about um, a Yao, uh, Jin Guang Yao, and Long Wanji is like, well, Wei Wuxian says Jin Guang Yao is evil, so he's evil and we should just kill him, that's fine. And Long Chen is like, bro, like, please let me gather some freaking information about this first. He's like, I need to be allowed to gather all of the information. And Lan Wanji goes to say no. And Wei Wuxian is the one who's just like, stops Lan Wanji and is like, yes, you can gather all of the information. <laughs> also, also the, uh, it's so cute during the, the hostage, when they're hostages of the winds on that weird indoctrination summer camp times, Wei Wuxian gets lectured by like, Zhang Cheng and then Lan Wanji about like protecting random people who are not people that are important to you. It's like, why are you doing that? Both Zhang Cheng and then Lan Wanji. Zhang Cheng is like, why are you looking out for Lan Wanji? Just look out for yourself. Just look out for us. And then in the cave, after 
Wei Wuxiang gets in front of the brand for Mian Mian, and then it's both Lan Wan, it's just Nan Wanji and Wei Wuxiang in the cave, and Lan Wanji is like, why did you do that? Why did you get in front of her? Do you secretly like her? Like, that's the reason one would do that, yes? Oh. Wei Wuxiang is like, I did it because it was better I got hit in the chest than she got hit in the face, and Lan Wanji just, like, doesn't, like, he's like, I do not understand this. And we also have the history of Lan Wangji as a kid going and sitting in front of his mother's room every single month, even after she's gone. And in the snow. I just, that will always be hilarious to me because after Lan Wangji, I mean, it's very sad. <laughs> but also after Lan Wangji visits Wei Wuxian in the burial mound, he, his uncle then has him kneel in the snow as punishment. And I'm like, sir, this is not the association you want to be creating here. No, seriously. This is not the, situ- this is not the association. This is not going to get you what you want. Punishing him for going to... Vi- you are encouraging his Slytherin primary by having him kneel in the snow after visiting Wei Wushan as punishment. You are encouraging the associations with his mother who died, who he then kneeled in the snow for. That same conversation we talked about earlier for Wei Wuxian sorting in the burial mounds, where Wei Wuxian is encouraging Long Wenji to, you know, take your morality from inside yourself. Don't be afraid what other people think, you know, don't take it into account, you know, you decide what's right and wrong, is something I think that rings really true for Long Wenji. He doesn't burn his Ravenclaw primary model yet, he doesn't get rid of it yet. And I think that's one of the things that's his biggest regret you know, in those 13 years after Wei Wuxian has died. Oh. Right? Because he his biggest regret is he didn't stand by Wei Wuxian. That's true. Yeah. And later he does. Later, even though he doesn't understand, like, why Wei Wuxian is doing what he's doing, he's like, look, I love him. Therefore, I have to believe that his character is, you know, that his character is solid, that he's doing what is moral. And it's, I think it's a place they meet really well. Um, and also something that makes them terrifying as a couple is they both get their moralities entirely from inside themselves. You, they cannot be swayed. And that's great and also awful. I do appreciate that Wei Wuxian had to gain the approval of Lan Wangji's uh, Ravenclaw primary model. Yes, for the love to happen. Yes, that's um, the moment where they're, you know, releasing the balloons or the lanterns, rather. Um and Wei Wuxian says, you know, his his oath to to do good um, and live with no regrets. And God, what a Gryffindor primary oath. Yes. And then Long Wangji just looks at him like, who are you? I love <laughs> you, maybe. Like, I love the theory of that being the moment where they really, where Long Wangji really fell in love with him. Yeah. I'm still not sure that was him winning over the Ravenclaw primary model, though, because like he's saying, like, to protect the weak and to punish the evil, the part about the regrets is specifically like about like not having doubts in his heart and that kind of thing. So it's still very internal. So I still think that might be winning over the Slytherin primary. That's true, because his Ravenclaw primary at that point is still all about the law and rules. If you follow the rules, then you're a good person. And like the Ravenclaw primary model is like very much about like what doing what's orthodox. So it's just he appreciates the internality of the moral of the moral system and can relate to that. Yeah, and I think it also ties into one of the ways we we define Slytherin house, right, Kat, which is it's the decided house. It and Ravenclaw are both the decided house where you 
choose your morality. You know, you choose your people, you know, you choose your ethical system. As opposed to, you know, Wei Wuxian's Gryffindor, where things are just right and wrong. And Wei Wuxian can't change that. It's just true, and he discovers it. Oh, I've had some fun conversations with my Gryffindor boyfriend about that. <laughs> what do you mean you can just decide differently? <laughs> <laughs> but it's wrong. Well, that is what, yeah, Mamaji is like, I decide you're right. You know, that's, that's one of the things about Slytherin is it's a decided house. You choose your people. The long one she sees Wei Wuxian and goes, this, this is mine. It is so good, and it is mine. Yeah, and I appreciate that he um, he chooses Wei Wuxian, I think, earlier than he's willing to admit to himself, which definitely yes. goes to the point of the Ravenclaw primary model and the Slytherin primary, because one of, one of my favorite sections of their romance is when they're like little kiddos, you know, at the Gusu sect and going through all of Wanlongji being like, no, I hate this. I can't. No, get away from me. I like you too much. Please leave. Okay, but secondary for Long Wonji. I think he's a Gryffindor secondary that has a Ravenclaw secondary model. Interesting. I could also say he's a Ravenclaw secondary. I don't, he's definitely, he is absolutely not a Slytherin secondary. I think we're all very agreed on that. <laughs> no, he's not a Slytherin secondary. But no, I was thinking Hufflepuff secondary because so much of what he does is that same kind of diligence that Wei Wuxian shows. And also, um, it's a little bit more in the novel than in the TV show. But in the novel, there is so many scenes, especially later once they have an established relationship, of Long Wangji cooking as a love language for Wei Wuxian. And often not saying, hey, I cooked you this, just presenting him with food. Yeah, he does have like acts of service as one of his really strong love languages to bring in another sorting system. <laughs> But no, he's very acts of service. Yeah, and I can see acts of service happening when you're not a Hufflepuff secondary, but for me that bolsters my perception that, that he is. He inspires people with his, with his diligence and his discipline. And also with his integrity, though. But isn't that also a Hufflepuff secondary thing, is the integrity? Like, that's one of the things that Hufflepuff and Gryffindor secondaries often share. He's also, he's really inflexible, and Hufflepuff secondaries can be flexible, and Lan Wanji is just not flexible. Not all Hufflepuff secondaries are flexible, though. That's true. Especially since he seems to be the hardworking one more so than the community one, although he does get adopted into communities, like with the juniors. But are the juniors a community, or are they, they, are they an army? Because also, like, they, their reaction is, like, once... Wei Wuxian is part of them, they get really protective of him in a, like, physically protective way. Yeah, they build a community for Wei Wuxian, but they're an army for Hong Guanjun. I think in the first half of the show, he's relying heavily on some kind of model. Like, he seems to have a change, but maybe it's just his primary change between the first and second half of the show. That's how I interpreted it. Because in the in the first half of the show, he cares a lot more about propriety because he cares a lot more about the law and rules. And then later he doesn't, but he still has the same diligence. He still has the same habits of spending a lot of time meditating, spending a lot of time training. Um, I mean, to argue against myself a little bit, one of the places where I do see Gryffindor secondary is when he gets such pleasure out of just kind of going out of his way to yell at Wei Wuzhan when he like kind of snaps and he turns at Wei Wuzhan and he gives him a real piece of his mind. 
Um, in that way, you know, it's is a lot of his most honest moments are when he's just acting, not talking about it, just acting on it. I could see a Gryffindor secondary model, um, especially when it comes to the times when he really does need to be acting. He does need to enact change in order to make things happen. Because that would express some of the resignation that comes right before the action, that he also still is very effective at acting and at leading. But it doesn't seem like something he comes by totally naturally. It seems like something he has to, like, psych himself up for with, like, a twitch of the face. Yeah, so he lives naturally in his Hufflepuff secondary, where he's hardworking and he's diligent and he's dedicated and left to his own devices in a world where Wuxian is safe and okay. He would be happy just with his schedule and with his work and with cooking his beloved meals. But because the world is churning, he needs additional skills. And so he um, he learns and builds a Gryffindor secondary so that he's able to charge and act and be brave. And that would explain also why the juniors are more of an army than a community for him, because of course that's going to be one of the places where he puts on his leadership hat. So Slytherin primary... With a, that started out with this Ravenclaw primary model over everything that he eventually just sets on fire because it's useless to him. And then a Hufflepuff secondary, but he builds a Gryffindor secondary because he needs to act more. Because a lot of the, the failures of the first half of the season were Long Wanji not acting. Yes. Not stepping up and standing up and standing by his Slytherin primary, but also just literally not standing up. You know, going with the flow which is something that Hufflepuff secondaries are, are really prone to do. So he builds himself a model so that he can, a model of a Gryffindor secondary, so he can better act um, in the service of his Slytherin primary. Oh, and that means, that makes a lot of sense also, because um, Wei Wuxian and Lan Wangji bond over the Hufflepuff secondaries to some extent. Oh, they're both Hufflepuff secondaries. They are. They're both Hufflepuff secondaries. I was seeing them, like, get respect for each other more on the they-both-were-idealists level, and I've been totally convinced that he is just a Slytherin primary. Um, so I think a lot of that respect is coming from the Hufflepuff secondary. You were talking about the sword fight where they meet, and he's like, how are you good at this? This is nonsense. I don't approve. No, you're useless. I've, I've seen you in classes, and, well, I, the classes were later, actually, but he had already proven himself useless in... in... <laughs> He's breaking all the rules. He forgot the, you know, the invitation note, you know? Yeah, exactly. What kind of Hufflepuff secondary would dare? Exactly. He's not reliable in the way that Lan Wangji is. Um, but over the course of that Cloud Recesses arc, with him standing up in class, with him, you know, within the cave, you know, with him and the lanterns, Lan Wangji is able to see all the places where Wei Wuxian is intensely reliable. Um, shall we move on to maybe, uh, Zhang Chung? Zhang Chung is such a headache. I could see Hufflepuff primary. I could see Slytherin primary. I think whatever his primary is, it's burned. Yes, especially by the second half of the story. I think he's not burned in the first half of the story. You think that's true? Does he, like, burn over the course of everything going to hell? Or do you think he starts out burned? I think he, he starts out, like a little burned and then gets a lot more burned um but it's possible it's possible he's not burned at all at the beginning like i would believe he has some burning the the whole family situation there is so mm -hmm. nasty in some ways and idyllic in others which was a really fun contrast but i i could definitely see um even before all of the really dramatic stuff goes down jung chung being in a place where his primary is a little singed 
Well, it was like I was just rewatching the hostage summer camp, and it's just like he's so Zhang Chung is so confused by like Wei Wuxian looking out for Long Wanji. Like he's things that he says to him are like look out for yourself first, or just he also tells him to like to just look out for us, like just look out for the two of them there. Wei Wuxian is like he needs help. He should get help. Therefore, I am going to help him. I agree that that's a loyalist idealist kind of disconnect. But for me, when when Zhang Zhang said that, I thought it was more about look, he's he's not part of the Zhang clan. Why why are you mm-hmm. helping him when he's not part of our family? That he has which which I can see as maybe concentric rings of you know mm-hmm. he has his Slytherin and then maybe a Hufflepuff primary model also he seems to be so community driven and he does seem to feel that he is a disappointment and a moral failure because he does not live up to his community's expectations yeah so one of the things that was convincing to me for Zhang Chung being a Slytherin is um, I guess two points one being I definitely read the disappointment to be less about what the Zhang clan thinks of him and more about specifically what his father thinks of him. Mm-hmm. You know, his father's using the language of the Zhang clan. And I think his father might be, I don't think his father's a Slytherin. No, I don't um, think so. But when Zhang Chung reacts to stuff, it's about dad likes you more. Dad doesn't like me. And it's not about, you know, the community likes you more or you're a better fit here. Interesting. It, you know, I'm bad at this because dad hates me. Um, but the other thing that I found really persuasive is because um, I think with family, it gets really complicated. Yeah, it Because, does. you know, that'd be like clan dynamics and he's the clan leader and there's like responsibility all tied up. You get Slytherin and Hufflepuff really muddy. It's clearly loyalist things are happening with this kid. Mm-hmm. But I think looking at the family specifically makes it really complicated. But if we look at his relationship with Wen Qing and when he offers to save her, and that offer only extends to her. It doesn't extend to her brother who saved his life. It doesn't extend to the rest of, you know, her immediate village family um, or even just the other innocents. It's just Wen Qing because he likes her. That's a really interesting point. Mm-hmm. And that's why Wen Qing says no to him because that's not something that's going to work for her. Morally, he thinks he should offer to save her. And it doesn't occur to him he should stand up to anyone else who she's connected to. And he's still kind of confused when she says no. But it's, I think it it goes to the point of the Hufflepuff primary's um, tendency to dehumanize other people. Because I see that a lot in the world, especially among the other clan leaders. It's, you know, it's the refugees, the Wen refugees are evil because they're also Wens. They're dehumanized because that entire clan has been dehumanized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Wen Xing, who he knows and likes, she gets to be a person even though she's a Wen. Yeah. You know, I think there's definitely a potential reading for that there. I think his relationship with Wei Wuxian, like, specifically, um, and specifically the way that it falls apart is also a good thing to look at. Because why does he turn his back on Wei Wuxian eventually? You know, at what point does that happen? And why does it happen? And why... What is the moment when he eventually decides he does care about his brother again? Because I think Hufflepuff oh. or Slytherin Zhang Chung, that's going to look a little different. Oh, you're right. I think, I think you're right. I think he is a Slytherin. That's really interesting because he turns his back when um, Yang Li dies and he says that's Wei Wuzhan's fault. And then later it turns around when he finds out that Wei Wuzhan sacrificed his golden core for him. 
Yeah, and specifically for him, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like Zhang Chang doesn't understand his brother in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, when yeah, when when Wei Wuxiang goes and you know saves the Wen remnants, Zhang Chang is confused. He he reads a lot of Wei Wuxiang's actions as as like personal betrayal. You know, he doesn't know about the Golden Core. You know, he just sees his brother up and leaving him after promising to stay with him specifically. And it does seem like that betrayal is personal as opposed to communal. That's true. I don't think he is worried about Wei Wuzhan betraying like the community idea of the Zhang clan. It's more about Zhang Cheng and Zhang Yanli. Yeah, it's that it's that small circle. Oh no. Oh Wei Wuzhan, you and your Slytherins. I know he has a lot of them. <laughs> And they all start so confused by him. Mm-hmm. Long Wanji gets it eventually. I'm not sure Zhang Chang ever does. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so. I like. I like to imagine a future where he where he does where it gets figured out. But it definitely yeah. we don't get there in either the the book or the show. No, it seems like in the in the show the moment where Zhang Chang kind of swaps over again, which is right before he gives him the flute in the temple, mm-hmm. um, is you know when he learns about the golden core from Wen Ning and then they talk about it a little bit mm-hmm. they talk about why that happened but he realizes yeah that Wei Wuzhan hasn't actually betrayed him not not completely not fully not in the way he thought he left his community but he still loves him yes and that's enough to bring Zhang Cheng around yeah also, I think he gives him the flute back in the show after they've both like gone to protect Jinling which is also like very southern Zhang Cheng seems that he does appropriately um, care about Jinling. Oh my gosh, yes. No, so now I'm totally sold on the Slytherin primary because I remembered also that Zhang Cheng goes and follows after Jinling all the time. Just stalks him in the forest to make sure no harm comes to him. Following him around yelling. Yep. Yeah. Um, I do think, we're talking about burning though, I do think he burns mm-hmm. the Slytherin. And I think it's one of the reasons why he's so bad at having that relationship with Jinling. Yeah. He's not able to show vulnerability there anymore. He can, he, he cares and he can fight for Jinling and worry for him, but he can't connect with him. He can't actually, like you said, have a vulnerability with him. And I think that's his burning. Yeah, I agree. And I think, I think he burns when Yang Li dies specifically. Yeah, that moment on the cliff is a burned Zhang Cheng. Yeah, because she she always helped mediate their conversations too, because they would always just go at it and fight. So Zhang Cheng, I agree Gryffindor secondary, he just shouts. It just seems what's like what's happening, right? Yeah, he shouts a lot. The way that he's always interacted with Wei Wuzhan is by they fight it out. That's satisfying for him. Yeah, he's so confrontational all the time. It's really hard for him to not be confrontational. Yep. But yeah, and I think I think Slytherin primary, he burns and he starts sort of unburning at the end. And we even see him being able to connect a bit more with Jin Ling in the courtyard after the temple. Mm-hmm. Also, like the whole the self-sacrifice moment that he like recounts that he's thinking about when he's talking to Jin, that's very Slytherin primary. Yeah, he sacrificed the sect leader of his clan. For Wei Wuxian. He got when he got captured by the winds. He made the brotherly decision, not the sect leader decision. Well, he shouldn't have, but... He shouldn't have. Wei Wuxian would have told him to not. That made everything way worse. But speaking of Zhang siblings, um, so we've got Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, 
Wei Wuxiang, we've got Slitherdor, um, Zhang Cheng, but what about Zhang Yanli, the the wonderful sister who never gets to eat on screen despite providing everyone else food mm-hmm. constantly? We get to see Wen Qing eat on screen. That's the only woman we get to see eat on screen. I think Hufflepuff secondary for her, but that's so gender performance based that I, you know, it maybe maybe Ravenclaw secondary. Yeah, right. It's it's kind of hard. In some ways, we don't get a ton of internality on her secondary, which is interesting. I feel like we almost get more internality on her primary because we do see her making decisions, like staying, you know, in Carp Tower when Zheng Cheng goes to the Boreal Mounds because um, the the Jin Peacock asks her to. And it just never being a question for her that she still loves and respects and believes in Wei Wuxian and calling him her brother her dd and not just her adopted brother yeah she's she's so you know ride or die mm-hmm. on Wei Wuxian, and she has as far as we can tell no doubts about it uh, which does lean me towards slytherin primary for her yeah well i think it's it doesn't get as explored um as i wish it were but he, she does have uh like a chronic illness um just kind of generally yeah. being weaker um, even though mm-hmm. she has the ability to cultivate, we never see her cultivating, and that's kind of the assumption is kind of that she's too weak to really do it. Yeah, and we see that there's some implication in the show with her with her faint with her you know fainting and stuff in quad recesses. And she gets like a fever multiple times and that kind of thing. Yeah, and there's there's a couple mentions in the book as well. And that makes me wonder if her that her secondary might be burned. Yeah, because she's sort of locked out of a lot of the ways that um, other people can access power and competency because of that. And that would explain why it feels like her secondary doesn't have very much internality. She does things. And maybe it is that she's just a beautiful Hufflepuff secondary who feeds people soup and never eats it herself. And that's, you know, her whole soul. She can be that shallow of a sorting. There's nothing, there's nothing actually shallow about that. She could be that simple of a sorting. Um, but I kind of like the idea of reading her as something more complex. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm going out on a limb a little bit here, but mm-hmm. I get vibes of Gryffindor secondary from her, like a very frustrated one where she's not allowed to. Oh, like when she snaps on the in the mountain hunt with the um, asshole cousin of the djinn. The way she snaps is she gets up in his face. She refuses to stand down. You know, she tears him a new one. And she just, she just charges. Yeah. And she does it with a gorgeous and thorough understanding of how to do that within socially acceptable norms, um, pointing to maybe a Hufflepuff secondary model, because that's what women are allowed to have. Yeah, exactly. And she does certainly have very strong Hufflepuff secondary skills, but I sort of like the reading that there's something that she does and is expected to, but it does seem in her moments of of snapping her moments of like strongest power it looks pretty Gryffindor yeah and it was so it was so visceral for me in the show um when they were talking about you know who has to go to the evil summer camp um Mm -hmm. and she was sitting there like peeling um peeling fruits or seeds or seeds or or, lotus seeds yeah um, and how she was just using her fingernails and there was just such a feeling of like repressed frustration and anger, but she still doesn't lash mm-hmm. out at all the entire time. Yeah, she's so penned in. But she's not allowed to be, to have a Gryffindor sort of power at home. And then also 
in this world where cultivation and magic are such sources of power and strength, you know, and the ability to really step out and act, because she's um, too ill to cultivate, that's also a place where she can't step out and claim power. So it makes a lot of sense she'd be burned. I like that sorting for her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's really satisfying. That gives her an, an internality that's, I think, yeah. works well with what's in the show without it just being, oh, she's nice. Mm-hmm. She's a Hufflepuff secondary, mm-hmm. which that could be a person. But I find this person a little more interesting and a little more um, suited to some of the really striking moments we see from her. Yeah. We just see so few. Yeah. Especially because we don't see much community building. We don't see much of her going along with the flow of things kind of for the sake of it. Even when it comes to things like her marriage and has opinions, like when she's asked, she just has opinions and she'll stand by them. Yeah, she doesn't really peacemake or community build or soothe things, except in the context of making sure her two beloved brothers have a functional relationship. Yeah. Where she does it tons, but she doesn't do it other places. And I think points to that being a model that she's built to survive her family. The same way Wei Wuxian built the Slytherin secondary model to survive their family. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting, I think, looking at the fact that both Zhang Cheng and Zhang Yanli have uh, Gryffindor secondaries. Mm. And Slytherin primaries. Oh, they're both Slytherdors. Oh, that's great. Yeah, Wei Wuxian's just surrounded. That's fine. He is. I love it. He needs it, though. He doesn't practice good self-care. He needs everyone. Yes, and he needs them to be kind of punchy about it. Um, Lon John even builds a Gryffindor secondary model so he can join the fight. <laughs> it really just is um, the best yeah. way to deal with Wei Wuxian. You just have to slither door mm-hmm. him or he'll never do it. Yeah, and so John Yan Li is not allowed to be a Gryffindor secondary, so she builds her model. Zhang Cheng, in his way, is allowed to be. It's a very common leadership secondary Mm -hmm. but his primary i think is what his father disapproves of it's his heart not his methods yeah because it's it's never it's never that he's incompetent like i think it does bother him that wei wujan is is more competent just in the sense that he's kind of a genius at cultivation yeah um but it definitely it seems to be that he he doesn't use the right words he doesn't feel the same passion um that jung fang man sees in Wei Wuxian and appreciates so much. Yeah, he does want that passion to be um, authentic, mm-hmm. it seems like. Because Zhang Cheng's doing all the right things, but he's not feeling the right things. His intuition isn't right. And Zhang Fengmian can tell and can tell. is disappointed. Yeah, or at least more impressed by Wei Wuxian, at the very least. Yeah. Okay, well, speaking of siblings, mm-hmm. um, do you want to talk about the Wens, our beautiful doctor or our best zombie boy? So to start with Wen Ching, I'm thinking Slitherdor. She cares about her brother. Other things are important too, but she cares about her brother more than anything else. That's the most important thing is to keep Wending safe. Secondary to that, I think, is to keep her people in general safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is why I think she might be a burned Hufflepuff primary. I could see that too. I think one of the things that pushes me towards Hufflepuff on her is, well, the most important thing is Wen Ning and, you know, her her uh, her home mountain people. She keeps helping other people 
when Wei Wushan is like, is there a way that Lan Wanji could rest, like, during the, when they're walking around and Lan Wanji's leg is broken, like, he asks her, like, could you find us a way to rest? And she does. Like, she does things to help people. Like, when they leave all of the hostages trapped in the cave, like, she is dragged away screaming. That's true. And she does yeah. eventually turn in herself and her brother. So I see Hufflepuff because she's willing to sacrifice herself and her brother for the world. Yes. And for Wei Wuxian. Yeah. Um, and for that's their community. Theoretically, a decision that a Slytherin could make, but it's a lot less likely. Mm -hmm. And she's so satisfied in it. Whereas I feel like earlier on, when she's just trying to protect Wen Ning, she's, she has such internal angst over it. She feels like a bad person. You know, she's doing her best in a really hard world, but she wishes she could help everybody. She just knows she can't. Okay, yeah, I see it. Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff primary, um, burned. I don't have strong opinions on her secondary. Can you talk us through the, the Gryffindor? I could see I could see Ravenclaw too. Um, That's, I lean towards Ravenclaw. I think the, it might be Ravenclaw with the Gryffindor secondary, either model or performance. I the, the place where I see Gryffindor secondary is just in how she learns how to handle Wei Wuxian. <laughs> well, we've clearly proven that you need a Gryffindor secondary to handle Wei Wuxian. She does do a lot with resources. Um, exactly. Like she, she's a doctor. She's a smart doctor. Who's super? She's a superpower doctor because she's so good at being a doctor. It's a superpower. Yeah. So I think Ravenclaw secondary. Um, with I don't know if it's a Gryffindor secondary model or just performance, um, or she just learns the skill in order to be able to manage Wei Wuxian. Yeah, I feel like all her moments of, of power, so like the fact that when Rohan values her is because of all of her, her knowledge and power there. Yeah. And then also the fact that she's able to do the golden core transfer is because she's the best, most magical doctor. I think that also looks pretty Ravenclaw. Yeah, and she also has access to all of the different like medicines. The scenes where Wei Wuxian goes all through the medical books and just like makes a mess of everything. And then she just goes through the medical books in a very, very organized manner and makes very neat piles. Oh, that was so beautiful to watch. I loved her neat piles. She just, oh, that was, yes. I, I admit, I looked at Wei Wuxian's piles and went, ah, oh, how satisfying. That is how it goes. <laughs> um, but it makes sense that you two would like a Wen Ching's piles a little bit better. Okay, so Burned Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw Secondary. Mm -hmm. Or Wen Ning, um, best zombie boy of my heart. I love him so much. Um, I think Hufflepuff Secondary. Yes, I agree. He's so underestimated. He's very underestimated. He shows up. He's very good at community. Yeah, it's a joke how much he shows up. Like, it's just, it's almost a recurring joke at points because he's just following Wei Wuxian around. And when he rescues John Chung from, when he rescues John Chung from Lotus Pier, when the Wens have him, he does it by actually reaching out to his people who are there mm -hmm. and saying, hey, let's defy our evil overlord and save this dude because I feel like it. Mm-hmm. And it works. Do we have thoughts on primary? I do have thoughts on primary. But uh, does do other people have thoughts on primary? I think he's like a very warm Slytherin primary. I think there are a lot of people. All of the nice wins are in his Slytherin primary. And also Wei Wuxian. He likes Wei Wuxian so much. I was thinking um, Hufflepuff primary. Or maybe Gryffindor. I agree that he's very, very warm. Um, but he feels so bad about killing people, even people he doesn't know. Which Slytherin primaries can too, but... He 
he just doesn't feel obligated to help anyone who's outside of his circle. Even though he doesn't like to hurt people, I think that's because he's just so warm, but he just doesn't care about helping unless it's Wei Wuxian or one of his wins. It's like he helps Zhang Cheng for Wei Wuxian. Yeah, he was not going to help Zhang Cheng. You know, that was never going to be something he saved. But... Yeah, and then later, uh, Lan, uh, Lan Sishui. Yes. It's like, it's, it's like that is one of his people, and he's very, mm-hmm. very happy to have found one of his people. Yes, I see it. Cool. Slytherin primary, I agree. Wei Wuxian needs, needs more Slytherins. It's good. It's good for him to have Slytherins most of the time. Zhang Cheng is super useless. Yeah, it's just Wei Wuxian surrounded by Slytherins. <laughs> Slytherins and Zhang Cheng is super useless about it. Oh, Zhang Cheng. But the other ones are very useful. Speaking of siblings again, as this is a show that's filled with interesting sibling pairs, um, what about Lan Zichen? I think he either is a Ravenclaw primary or at least has a Ravenclaw primary model. Like, you have to have Ravenclaw somewhere in your primary to, like, be a Lan and function as a Lan. But there's the, again, that scene we talked about earlier where, like, he's like, can I, I need to be allowed to gather all of the information before I come to a decision is a very Ravenclaw primary thing to do. And you get the feeling, and I think he even says that if the information says, yes, A Yao is bad, he's going to go stop A Yao, and that's going to be the right choice. Mm -hmm. Um. Whereas, you know, Long Wanji in the same situation, it doesn't matter what information he gets about Wei Wuxian, it's Wei Wuxian. Um, I think another really telling scene for Lan Chen is, we talked about this scene earlier as well, um, when Long Wanji is having his first big Ravenclaw model existential crisis, he goes to his brother and he says, is it true that if you follow all the rules, you know, you are good and therefore good things happen? And Lan Chen responds really interestingly. He says, like, you have to find your truth inside the rules or something like that. The quote I remember, which, like, Netflix's translations are so, so, but it was, what I remember him saying is, like, I once thought if I read all of the books, like, I would have all of the answers. But, like, he's like, that's not, that's not true. Like, there's still shades of gray. But he's still, like, basing his morality on tenants, but he recognizes there are shades of gray. Yeah, he's searching for truth outside himself, and he's originally searched fully through books, and now he's searching also through through thoughts and conversation and building things. But he seems to be searching for an internal truth, seems to be something he wants and that he will then live by. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I agree mm-hmm. that he's a Ravenclaw primary. Um, the other one I was considering for him was Slytherin primary. And I think he might even have a, a model there, but he is so, he's very loyal to his his sworn brothers, to his blood brother. Yeah, because even, even a Slytherin is going to, you know, have an existential crisis about someone in their inner circle, like he does um, with uh, Meng Yao. Yeah, you can decide to break for them, like we were talking about earlier. Slytherin's a decided house. Yeah, and that's such a hard decision for him. Like, that's when he is the most mm-hmm. broken in the entire yes. show. One of the good places to look at for Long Zi Chen is at that break. Mm-hmm. Is it a Slytherin burning or is it a Ravenclaw burning? Is he going, I can't care about people 
I can't, it's not safe for me, it's not safe for them, you know, it's not reliable. Or is the source of, of doubt and despair coming from, I can't know the truth, I can't process the information outside myself in a way that allows me to discover truth and act ethically. I'm sort of tempted to read it Ravenclaw because it does seem to be a lot about truth. Yes, an interesting counter to what he tells Lan Wang Ji, though, is what he tells to Wei Wuzhan. I forget at which point. Um, and I forget whether it's... When they're drinking? Yeah. Um, where he does tell Wei Wuzhan, no, you should listen to... You should look to the rules. Those are important. It, it's basically Lan Zichen's shuffle talk. But he says, basically, the reason why you should consider not doing the dark necromancy and not making these bad choices is because you will hurt the people who love you. Mm-hmm. And that's the main persuasive argument he gives to Wei Wuxian is to say, hey, maybe follow the rules because if you don't, you're going to hurt my little brother. And there is this traditional Lon family curse of them all being crazy Slytherins mm-hmm. where they meet the person they love most. Their entire brain just goes haywire and that's where they live for the rest of their life. We get that with their father. We get it with Long Wanji. It obviously goes a little bit better for Long Wanji than it did for their father. A little bit. And you kind of got to wonder, did it, did it skip Lan Chen, Or is he just way better at keeping that stuff under wraps? I have a feeling he's better at keeping it under wraps. Yeah, because I think the fact that when he wants to convince Wei Wuxian, he uses this intensely Slytherin argument tactic. He assumes Wei Wuxian is Slytherin primary. And the persuasive thing to say is, if you don't follow the rules, the people you love get hurt. But man, at the same time, when he breaks, I get the feeling like it's more of a Ravenclaw primary breaking. Because it it seems like it's his understanding of the world has shifted, not just that someone close to him has betrayed him. But it's his focus on he doesn't he doesn't know it wasn't observable is such a setup for a Ravenclaw primary following like the inability to know the truth they would know the truth but it's also specifically the inability to know the truth about a yao yeah right and you have this really interesting divide of there's sort of two there's two questions about about a yao and one of them gets answered and one of them doesn't the first question is is he a person who did lots of really terrible things yes but the other question which he never gets answered is was he actually trying to hurt me? Mm-hmm. You know, he said he wasn't, but Ni Hussein acted like he was going to stab me in the back and I killed him for it. And his last dying words were to say he would never hurt me, ask me to die with him, and then to push me away to save me. And so he has this, the open question that's haunting him is less about ethics and knowing people's, like, moral hearts and if they're worth loving and more about were his affections towards me true that's true was he going to hurt me yeah so i think maybe you're right that he's a, a slytherin primary but he's so much better at his ravenclaw primary model than long one he keeps yeah. it it's good for him yeah you know but it, it also makes sense that the conversation he has with long one when he comes to him with doubts is yeah the rules are great. We should keep them. They're super useful framework. But they're not everything. But they don't hold all the truth. And you have to kind of listen to your heart about truth as well. 
And Long Wenji says, cool, I'll just set them on fire. That sounds great. Yeah. And Long Chen is like, what? And I think it also <laughs> explains um, his investment, not only in his brother generally, but specifically in playing matchmaker for his brother with Wei Wuzhan. Yeah, he's like, this kid seems moral. <laughs> yeah, he's like, even if I don't get to have, you know, a, a mad romance like this because I have to be sect leader or whatever else is going on just because he hasn't you know, like, but that he wants that so He holds badly himself to his... higher standards yeah. than he holds Long Wanji. But he wants that for his baby brother so badly. And you sort of see it with um, when Long Wanji brings uh, the reincarnated Wei Wuxian to Cloud of Recesses mm-hmm. and says, This is my husband. He's very good, I promise. And Long Chen just takes them in and defends them. And he gives Wei Wuxian such a higher degree of belief than he does to his own beloved, than he does to Hu Meng Yao. He never brought Jin Guang Yao into the forbidden section of the library. You know, he he didn't, there's access that he's allowing Wei Wuxian through Long Wanji that he didn't allow Jin Guang Yao because he holds himself to higher standards and he's more responsible. Oh, But he yeah, wants yeah, yeah. to believe that you could love and it could matter. And in that moment, he's still hoping and believing that he's right about Jin Guang Yao. Yeah, but he's he's choosing based on his raven claw, even though I think he's ultimately a Slytherin. So maybe that's why it's so complicated, is I think we have a Slytherin here who's actually making decisions based on his raven claw. He is, yeah, I think so. Which um, is a neat example, because we don't get that very often, where someone is making decisions against their house. Yeah, on their model. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, and I think it's from the culture they're coming from, I think my suspicion would be because... Lan Chen was older when they were kids mm-hmm. and I think understands the situation with their parents a little bit more fully. Yes. It's why he took so many more restraints for himself off of that. Mm-hmm. But he just seems to want Long Wanji to get to be a Slytherin. Yeah. Cool. I'm pretty happy with that sorting. That is. That's great. But what's his secondary? Oh yeah, that thing. Weirdly, my first instinct, this isn't a super strong instinct, but it's the only one I've got is um, Slytherin secondary. I could see that. He changes his arguments depending on who he's talking to. Yeah. And it just feels so natural. You know, it's a really wholesome Slytherin secondary, but I'm sort of suspicious. That's that's where he's at. That's true. No, I think you're right, because I think he definitely says things in very subtle ways that Lan Wangji has learned how to read, but other people especially Wei Wuzhan, don't understand. Yeah. He doesn't come at things head on. He plays things very close to the chest. And I think it might be one of the things that he really connects with um, Jin Guang Yao on. Mm-hmm. You know, he looks at, at Jin Guang Yao, who's then Meng Yao, you know, in that first scene where they meet, and he sees this kid who is trying so hard and being so purposeful and careful with what he's presenting, you know, and holding his temper and doing his best and trying to, you know, be the best face he can be. And his heart just goes out to it. And that's why he, he steps up and stands up for him and redirects the attention in this really, really smooth and positive way. Sort of closes the loop on what Meng Yao was starting with his performance, which was interrupted by the gossipers. And he gives him the power to finish that really smooth presentation. Yes. Um, and they kind of have that. They can play back and forth. They can trust each other. They know that having different faces and saying different things and playing a room doesn't make you evil, even though it makes people think you are evil. 
But because Lan Chen is the beautiful and powerful and respected Jade of Lan, and Meng Yao is the, you know, bastard child, they have the same skill set of diplomacy. But one of them gets valued for it, and one of them gets sort of derided and dismissed up until he too becomes powerful enough mm -hmm. in the society. But I think maybe Lan Chen sees himself, you know, sees his his skill set and his values in Meng Yao and says, you know, here, let me hold you up. Yeah. And he does, um, he does stop Meng Yao um, several times from bowing to him being like, no, 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 no. I love that so no much. No formalities. And I think he was doing a lot with that. I think it was, it was about respect and it was about trust and it was about status, but I think it was also a little bit of a, Hey, Hey, we're not like that. Come on. We don't, we don't have to play that game with each other because we're both in on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was about stopping the performance and also doing his own performance to communicate that to Meng Yao. Mm -hmm. There's so many layers in how they interact with each other mm -hmm. and so much genuine affection. So I think they're the same sorting, actually. I think they're both Slytherin Slytherins. Yeah, I think Jin right? Meng Yao is like a burned Slytherin. Yeah, or he's like edging on burned. Yeah. He has a very small circle, but he loves his mother. Mm -hmm. um, that's He was trying to dig up her body in the temple. Mm -hmm. That's why they're there. Because he's going to take the body with him when he fled. Um, and he also genuinely cares about Lan Chen. Mm -hmm. He never burns Lan Chen out, even after Lan Chen has literally killed him. But everyone yeah. else can go burn. He doesn't care about that. Yeah, so I think Southern Southerns for both of them. But um, Jin Guangyao, Meng Yao, doesn't have a model. Okay, so I think the last character we should touch on is the orchestrator behind so many of the events in the second half of the book and the orchestrator behind that particular tragedy, which would be Ni Huseng. Yes. Who I adore. He's, he's excellent. <laughs> he's, yeah. um, I love his fans. I love his appreciation his of beauty. I love his, uh -huh. I didn't care till you touched my brother. I think he's yes. also a Slytherin Slytherin. I could be argued away from it, but that's my, that's my initial. I also agree. He is also a Slytherin Slytherin. Cool. Because his brother, it's like it was all done, all of the revenge plot was done because Guangyao killed his brother. Like that mm -hmm. was the impetus for it. So Slytherin primary. Yep. And so it's like, cool, some heads got to roll. Right? He has that conversation with, with Long Wanji and Wei Wuxian and Quadricesses after it's all over. Where they're like, hey, we, we kind of know this was sort of you. You did things on purpose and it's sort of scary. And he's like, yeah, but now there's nothing bothering me. <laughs> I'm, so I'm done now. It's no longer a trouble. I, I do the thing oh, that matter to me, and then I don't meddle in other things. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's just that's just very Slytherin primary. Um, he's a lot like... It's, it's different than Meng Yao, because Meng Yao has this added thing of his own importance and his own safety, some of which comes from the fact that that, you know, his life has been so unstable after this and he's he's grasping for for power um, and status. Whereas Ni Huseng was clearly, you know, born into it in a lot of ways. But they're both just kind of like, yeah, if it's not my problem, why would I care? Also, the re oh. reason Ni Huseng doesn't have, isn't a powerful cultivator is also very Slytherin primary because he valued being healthy and since like the way his sect cultivates 
like causes them to like go crazy and die he's like i'm just gonna not become strong and i'm gonna like enjoy art and have a nice life yeah power isn't worth the you know increased chances of of chi deviation yeah yeah and i think that plays really well in the way he exemplifies slytherin secondary very different than the way lanzi chen and and ayao do which is really interesting but he's just like i don't care what you think about me i know who i am no, he presents himself as a bumbling idiot and gets himself totally underestimated because of it. And it's all intentional and it's all gorgeous. I love mm-hmm. during hostage summer camp indoctrination times when he decides he's not into this forced recitation and stuff. He just faints. Yes! He just faints. <laughs> just like, that's fine. I'll just fall over. Um, and I, I thought for a while he might be a Hufflepuff secondary. Because it's also, you know, the the underestimation, the um, kind of the, the smoothness and fluidity in which he interacts with situations. That's something that Slytherin and Hufflepuff secondaries share. They'll become whatever they need to be to fill the space. But he's such an improver. Yeah. He's so, he just puts himself in situations. And then whenever he sees an advantage or an opportunity, he takes it. And it gets him to succeed in so many of his goals. Yeah. Like, being there in the moment so he can widen his eyes to make Lanzi Chen think that Jin Guangyao is going to stab him. Mm-hmm. That's that's such Slytherin secondary. Yeah, and I went and I, I went through a similar process of analysis there, but starting with him as a Ravenclaw secondary because I'm like, oh, clearly he's the chess master. Look at all of these mm-hmm. things he's doing behind the scenes. But no, he's just, you know, making making something happen and then being there to guide its results. Um, you know, he throws all of these chaotic elements in and then just kind of lets things occur. It ends up with a lot of collateral damage, but he doesn't care. He's a Slytherin primary with no additional moral systems. Yeah. Um, and it lets him just sort of create chaotic situations that he can respond to in really effective ways while completely stripping Jin Guangyao's power base so that he can't respond as well. Because Jin Guangyao's a Slytherin secondary who's been investing and building stuff in his community you know um i think he probably has a hufflepuff secondary model Mm -hmm. um because he's so good at like you know when you watch him when he's party planning for the wedding for the crowd hunt and for the wedding he's like the party planner and setting everything up and he's like there's even a moment in the when he's setting up everything for the wedding and doing like an incredible job and the Jin Jishuan and Jin uh, Guangxia are there, the the heir and the father who's the current site leader. And the heir is like, wow, that's so cool that he's so good at this. And the father is like, it's not good. It's not good for him to be good at things. <laughs> we don't like it when he's good at things. Um, and yeah, so I think he's got a, a Hufflepuff secondary model. He's been leaning on investing a lot of his Slytherin energy into. And that's one of the things that Nihu Sang just strips from his power base. Um, he's very good at what he does, that new thing. And then it, it lets his, his Slytherin secondary take the day. That's so, that's so interesting too, that the three of them are Slytherin Slytherins and they all do it in such different ways. That's great. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we've got such Ravenclaw flavor on Lonzi Chen, you know, and a lot of Hufflepuff flavor on, um, Jin Guangyao. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is just, uh, this is a lot of Slytherins, guys. 
This is a lot. There's just a lot of like, all, all surrounding <laughs> Wei Wei Shan. All surrounding. Like, like who who did we not sort in Slytherin? Like Wei Wu Shan. Wei Wu Shan. Winching. Yeah. Are, yeah. That only, I think that's it. I think everybody else who was like of who we've sorted was Slytherin primary. Oh God, no wonder I love this show so much. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that does explain a lot about the chaos that occurs. Yeah, I think this story might believe in Slytherin primary morality. I think it might. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think it might. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to find out more about our system, you can go to sortinghatchats.wordpress.com, where you can also check out our interactive quiz. Next time we will be sorting Avatar The Last Airbender.